Do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? Struggling Studios in Buffalo, New York. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we'll do our best to keep you up to date about New York's ever-changing COVID guidelines for concert venues. I'm Ryan Garnett, and I'm joined by Cassidy. I'm Cassidy Duan, but the current law stipulates we can only have concerts... If everyone buys a hot dog and stays under a blanket. Wieners and blankets it is then. On episode 62 of the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, Cassie and I will sit down with local rapper Jalice Cypher. We're going to talk about his beginnings as a local hip-hop artist and the message in his music. But first... Oh, okay, you've got us... Make a sound there. Maybe, an alert, an alert. Even a drum roll would be appropriate. Holy moly. Cassidy, you're booking shows at the stage. To the extent that I'm allowed, I'm booking <laughs> shows at the stage. You know, the times are ever changing, mm-hmm. and what I what I would love to do is get more local music. And uh, you know, obviously touring is limited, and maybe people who have con- cancellations could do some. Awesome staging. It's a great room. It's a beautiful room. We had Mom Said No come out to play um, the tail end of August. And it's just a strange climate for yeah. Aaron Shirt. Like, I'm trying to be really enthusiastic about this venue. It's a great space. And uh, I think the best thing about it is the room size. And obviously, you've got limited capacity and COVID guidelines with your distancing and parties can reserve tables and come out and have dinner and incidentally there will be music provided yeah um, but it was a very strange climate to promote a show both as you know this this third party to a venue and a, a band and then also for the band I found they had a lot of anxiety with how to go about promoting their it was about you know 10 days out when mm-hmm. the governor issued the guidelines oh, stating God. we could not promote any ticketed concert events. We had to go back through Eventbrite. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of kinks to be ever tempered with in these times, these uncertain times. Well, like, I'm completely fine with rules, but A, they should have grandfathered in anything that was already being right. promoted. That was really strange, well, I thought. Well, it's absolutely no consideration for the business that is the music and entertainment realm. I, I feel the same way about theater performances and, and even to a greater degree when you look at all of the structural things that goes into, you think about the stagehands union and how much yeah. work they've lost with uh, now, am I advocating that we have touring bands right now and we book, I would love to book bigger things coming through. There are great bands touring, um, but I, no. Can we not just be in our little bubble but still have our music locally? <laughs> no? Nah? Not right now. <sighs> well, anyway, let's all go out to dinner and to places like uh, the well, stage or the sportsman's or, or Milky's. Milky's, certainly. And you can get all of your snacks and lovely chicken wings, I heard, are actually substantial enough food items legally. Yes. Right. That was, I, I, I think that was a, a Cuomo misspeaking. I think so, too. And the way the, the media extrapolates. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Because I thought I looked into it right after and saw that. Like, I did nope, as well. Nope, he just said but it it's wrong just funny. And... I think people get caught up on the funny of that little soundbite sometimes in, in so many more instances. Oh, yeah. And they, and just, they just run ride with that. that riot. I will, anyway, the food at the stage is ac- actually excellent. I think I had the burger one time, and I had I think the chicken fingers. There's all kinds of cool was, things like really seafood, all-you-can-eat crab legs. I think that what we could do, as a just speaking as the stage with the all-you-can-eat crab legs and wanting to book a local show, we should have it be like the band gets crabs. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, they can do a little comic strip about it, going to the stage, <laughs> getting their crab legs, you know, but then also incidentally providing their musical flavor. What happens if the musician already has crabs? 
That can be dangerous. <laughs> Double crabs? I, I recommend, the, I've, I've had friends speaking from their experience, Evergreen, they can go to Evergreen Health. <laughs> We just went off the deep end. I'm telling you, local music, you got to be prepared. Tell people where to go if they need help. Absolutely. Like, and you just got to keep your eyes open for the, the few places that are still having music. Yes. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention was, and I, I think you can agree with this. Um, if you're going to go to a concert, please follow the rules. Oh, my please, goodness. Please, please. Please follow the rules. We had a couple nights at Milky's in a row where it was, I mean, you know, at first you have people arguing about the capacity limit. Right. And they want, and then, the, then they want to loiter on the sidewalk without a mask and just like. Well, you, then you're a red flag of COVID spread and oh, bing, bing, bing. Oh, if, like if the cops drive by and see that, like any venue can get shut down. And, and, and I, maybe I it does have something to say for alcohol consumption in these places right i get that but if you're gonna go out and you're socially responsible enough to remember to wear your mask please believe nobody wants to it like isn't it the worst to walk up to somebody and be like can you please wear your mask it's not our rule yeah no no uh i've had a couple incidents where it's like i really don't want to be a dick but i have to be a dick somebody's gotta tell you so we don't get shut down because we want to make the show happen and i think like for musicians like you know if i'm doing stuff at milky's no one wants to be the guy that gets milky shut down like no one wants to be like 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 that that'll get you blacklisted real fast oh when the mom said no played at the stage they wore their masks and i thought as a as a sign of you know like hey we're gonna do this togetherness kind of stuff it was a very nice gesture absolutely and i liked how lady gaga wore her mask at the vmas oh i didn't know that yeah one of the few but it made it a fashion piece like if you're gonna do it it's it's kind of like a, a public sign of respect that you're you know absolutely. okay with everyone else being safe and healthy yeah so like don't get a bar shut down don't get anyone fined if you're gonna go out pay attention to the rules it's not that hard so and and no and no one likes the rules. The bar doesn't like the rules. The bands don't like the rules. The fans don't like the rules. But you just gotta live with it and deal with it. So yeah. Uh, let's play a song. Can we listen to the like happy but melancholy Eleni and the Uprising? I, I'm I'm so surprised that you asked, Cassidy. Um, so, uh, Elaine and the Uprising, which is, I, I play bass. Uh, we just finished recording over at Outer Limit Studio with Ken Rutkowski, which if you go to wnymusic.com, you can go into our, uh, our backlog of episodes and you can find our interview with him from back in the day. It's about two years ago, I think. You should have referenced that episode number. You missed it. It's like 11, 10, something like that. I think. So many episodes. 11. now Whew. i don't i don't I, I where does the time go so your song is called it's called nothing there uh and i just want to say we had a really great experience recording over there it's uh we all had to wear masks which was a little weird but uh ken's ken's studio is really really nice and we uh everything like with us we, we're working through things really quickly and while it is one of the, on the expensive side of things like the product i think we got out of the song compared to other places i think is uh is awesome and my whole band was really cool with the bass being loud like i got the mix <laughs> and i'm like i'm like i think the bass is a little loud and I'm like it's supposed to be loud and i'm like no one has ever said that to me before all right never so uh here is the debut single from elaine and the uprising this is nothing there on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com excellent made me smile and I felt like I was in a dream We hung around, never made me feel down I thought that it was love that I found He looked good in his jeans, seemed to care about me But there is something more that I need I'm not that picky But something tells me that you lack in personality Underneath that wavy hair Nothing 
looking at you from the surface After all this time I thought that I deserved this Thought I was looking at the sky When this handsome guy came up to talk to me How are you doing? But now it seems like you don't really talk You'd rather play video games and hang out with me And your problems aren't problems to me And then you look at me like I'm crazy And I discovered you that in communication You feel that speaking once a day is okay And when we're talking on the phone I feel like I'm alone Cause you never talk anyway And I'm not that picky But something tells me that you lack in personality Baby, there was no back here on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com that was nothing there by eleni in the uprising and if you go on youtube you can check out the music video we made for it uh we went down to uh woodlawn beach let us record there but we had to get there very early in the morning. Well, so. they got the Soleil Tiki Bar nonsense going on. It's yeah. fun there. Yeah, no, it was a nice setting, and it was really cool of them to allow us to do our thing there. And Your uh, video's fun, and I like yeah. that you're doing those kinds of fun, creative projects in the quarantine. We are now joined by Jolly Cypher. Hey, how's it going? It's going really good. Are awesome. you guys doing? Oh, doing great. Doing well. It's good. It's a good day. So we just got back from uh, from playing a song for my band, and then we're going to interview you in a little bit. I just wanted to talk about uh, a couple of recent things that have happened locally. First off, Mohawk Place is now tempor- temporarily closed. Yeah. So that, I think... It'll make everyone miss it all the more and go as soon as it reopens. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that that one kind of hurts personally. Like that's that's a rough one. It's a place. That, that leaves about like four venues left that are actually doing shows right now. Rest in peace, the waiting room. Oh, a while ago. And sh- I mean, Sugar City just got just uh, yeah, they shut down too. I've never been there before. I I've never been there. I've I think the show place it. is my waiting room. <laughs> oh, you said what? Show place. Oh my god. I played that stage like thirty times. I love that place so much. It was kind of magic. It was disgusting. But disgusting. It was. It was disgu- Magic can be gross. It was when I was a teenager, for <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. There, like, you maybe never saw it in the men's room. There was always, like, this one stall in the bathroom. It always just looked like someone just, like, threw a burrito in the toilet. Yeah. Every time you'd go, that's what it would look like. It sounds like the pink on... Uh, yeah. I haven't been to the pink yet. Why? You've never been to the pink. I've, I've never been to the pink. Well, I mean, you're missing exactly like everything you think. Yo, the pink has the best burgers ever. It could just be... It's about the steak sandwich there. I've never had it. I've only had a burger there. Every time I've gotten drunk, I went to the pink and got it. It's a been a while. Burger. Since I've steak sandwiched. My We're friend. getting off topic, are we not? Oh, that's what we do here. That's, <laughs> that's all we do. <laughs> so yeah, um, Mohawk is uh, is temporarily closed down, so anything that you had scheduled for there is not happening for the time being. I, I, I hope that changes soon, but it looks like you're... Cuomo's a little upset with Western New York. A little I'm, bit. I'm a little worried stuff's going to get closed down again, but Oh, the we'll news see. was saying that we were maybe trending is down. It? Okay. 
as of yesterday in the Buffalo News. I, I, don't, I don't know. They change. Yeah. Somebody told me he was about to go into a lockdown after Labor Day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Something about, like, they're predicting a spike in cases, so they're going to lock down, like, the whole <sighs> city or something like that, curfews and shit. Uh, I think we should be having as many outdoor distance concerts as possible yes. while the weather permits, because when it starts to snow, we're going to be inside. <laughs> well, a- Andrew from our last episode was talking about people just taking a generator into, like, old parking lots and fields and just doing That's stuff. That's true. So. That'd be pretty cool. I kind of wish I had a generator right now. All right. So Mohawk is temporarily closed. And I also wanted to mention, uh, I saw at Milky's a uh, performer called Emo Desu. Okay. It's like, he's like Andre 3000. He is Buffalo's Andre 3000. He can shred on guitar. He can sing R&B. He can rap. He's a super nice guy. And I'm, like, really excited about what I saw with him. Where was that? That was at Milky's. While you were eating dinner? Yes, and having a drink. Awesome. I'm so. into Andre 3000. I check out this emu. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to get him on a bill with Hooked on Casiophonics soon. I think that'd be a fun night. So That would be fun. Keep an eye out for a night where you can eat and drink and other things might accidentally happen in the background. Right? Yeah, okay, that works. All right. Cass, do you have any past shows or anything you want to talk about? Oh, you know, I end up incidentally attending a lot of music as a waitress <laughs> at the stage right now. It's one of these lovely things. Um, but I think that there's opportunity still with our patio season to catch live outdoor concerts. I know that there have been some socially distanced concerts happening in the suburban regions of the western New Yorks. And I'm all about that campground space <laughs> as Absolutely. long as it's happening. I think we should have a marching band protest, socially distanced, where we get all of Buffalo's brass players who, you know, maybe don't have their standard gigs. Absolutely. Have a marching band the way that we would for the infringement opening and closing parade. But what a heck of a sign of social solidarity in a peaceful protest. the, The Parade for Infringement Festival is like a joyful event. If we're protesting, it needs to be different. So I think yeah, we I have think to play. Yeah, I think it could be joyful. I think we think about play. how a funeral march is joyful in the streets of New Orleans. I just think we need to play different music is all. So I'm just That's trying right. to figure out which music would be the best to kind of show off our feelings. A diverse display of non-angry music just, you know, also being... One giant mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, see, right. that's what I'm thinking. Like, socially distanced, distanced mosh pit. Like, like maybe we teach the marching band some Slayer or something. Yeah, yeah that'd see? be fun. That's what I'm saying. Maybe like the first couple Black Sabbath albums. There's a way to make everyone's musical taste, you know, present in that experience. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we have gotten so far off the rails right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, I discovered a really cool new uh, pop, pop rock, synthy kind of band. I'm so good at describing things. Um, they're called Jessica in the Fields, and this is their debut single, and it is called Faster. And then we're going to come back if the cops don't take us first, and uh, we'll be talking with Jilly Cipher here on uh, the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. It's getting louder. They're coming to get you. Maybe they are coming <laughs> on westernnewyorkmusic.com. Don't last in 
was Jessica in the Fields with Faster here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on WesternYardMusic.com. Right? I like that song a lot. I like the one, that middle part. That was just like super good. So, um, hey Jolly, it's good to have you here. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> so, I, I have to tell you this. Um, I, I used to help out with the all WNY Music Awards. Okay. And we would take fan, like, fans would, like, vote on who they wanted. And And there's a band called Cypher, and every fucking year, we get, like, 40 proposals, and they just nominate themselves for everything. The the band itself? Yeah. Or, or, Or their fans, either way. But it's like, they put, they're like... Like, like every single instrumentalist is the, the person from Cypher, and like best bluegrass band is Cypher, and best and it's like it's a jam band, and people are just filling it in. Huh? As they just want to win something. So we kept seeing your name show up, and I just assumed you were mentioned a member of Cypher. Oh, and yeah, no. and if that didn't happen, you probably would have been nominated for. An See, award. the funny thing is, I always seen those awards, and I would always wonder, like, yo, like. Ah. I've never been on one of these things and like I don't know like if they like just don't know about me or like maybe like I don't know maybe they just don't really like my music and I was like eh it's whatever like, no like, like, like we'd sort them and you'd see Cypher 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 and it's like Jelly Cypher it's like well that's okay Cyphers just keep nominating skip them yeah skip them geez Cypher stop ruining it for right. everyone else Plus, you only need to be nominated once. For like, you to like even one, get on Yeah, there. yeah. So, like, after the first time someone does it, we're going to look into it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do it 40 times. But I'm getting off topic. But I wanted to mention that because I just thought that was hilarious. Because when I actually found out that you were, like, you know... My own entity. A, a real person, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I've, I, I've shortchanged this guy. It's okay. Yeah. I forgive you. Blame Scott Leffler and Joe Kent. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Fucking Joe. <laughs> Excuse my language. So, uh, you're like 23 years old? 23. Cool. So, um, how long have you been making music for? Um, so, I've been making music for probably around like 10 years. I was like 13 when I first started, like, I guess you could say making music, but I was, uh, I was the front man of a, a heavy metal band in Buffalo called Breath Alive. So, I was a screamer. So, I oh. got into the band when I was like 14, and all the members were like, 25 27 <laughs> 21 yeah i was like a 14 15 year old kid and i started playing shows with them and like how'd you how'd you get hooked up with those guys so it's funny my friend clint oaken shout out clint uh what, we up, were, clint? Uh, what up clint uh we was in a garage band we went to school together and we just was in this garage band and he he was like the dude that made it because he stopped playing in our garage band to play in a <laughs> professional band because he's in a, a phenomenal guitarist and he uh I remember the one day I was just chilling and he was like, yo, dude, my band's looking for a vocalist. You should try out. And I remember coming to the practice and like I started like jamming with them and like right off the bat, it just clicked. And then before I knew it, I was like, it was like a year later and I was at, uh... Rest in peace, Extreme Wheels. That's where it was. Oh man! Yeah, at Extreme Wheels. That is a name I haven't heard in ages. It was it was Extreme Wheels, and we were playing for Sumerian Records, the record label who's got like Asking Alexandria, all them. And um, I remember we was playing like a Battle of the Bands type thing, and I was like like sixteen or something at the time, and I'm like <coughs> uh, this like I. I, I guess you could say a kid and I'm on stage like looking out into the crowd and seeing like hundreds of people and I'm like dude like how is this my life right now and then ever since that happened I just kind of like figured like that's what I was meant to do and I started making music with them for a long time um band kind of separated just everybody's kind of path separated and then I got into another band that band was Honestly, in my opinion, our music was even better, but we never even played a show. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, we were stuck in the basement just playing the music and never actually got to a venue to play the show. Our drummer, he um, he was a uh, uh, he's getting his doctorate in percussion 
and, oh, wow. uh, yeah, in Pittsburgh. And he was like 27. And I'm like, at this time, I'm like 18. So I'm in another band, except I'm a couple years older. But now all these dudes are like 25, 26, 27. <laughs> and like, I'm still the baby. And the reason why we never played no shows was because he was out in Pittsburgh all the time. And like, oh. we just, just couldn't get really together. A, so that's a when, doctorate in percussion. He, yeah, had to, he had to be a great drummer, right? Had to be. He still is. Oh, he's, okay. a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, percussionist. That's Terrell. Um, Terrell Moss and he man he's just an amazing guy great guy all the guys in that band were just absolutely like amazing people like I, they're still like my brothers to this day but we just I, I remember sitting down with them the one day and telling them like dude I want to play like shows I want to make this my life and like we we haven't played no shows uh, I just my friend Tamar was like yo you should focus on your rap and I was like because I was doing it on the side all the time I was just sure. kind of like writing raps and freestyling and he's like dude you got like talent for this you should try and like do rap so I was like I'm gonna try and be independent for a while and that was that was then and this is now it was five years later so 2020 yeah, it was 2015 when I left the band so yeah it was like five years ago so um so you, you doing both metal and hip-hop like, yeah what kind of differences did you see in the, the kind of the, the scenes for both of those and the shows you played <sighs> So the metal scene is like real like I feel like everybody in the metal scene is kind of like it's hard to describe because I think a lot of people like want to support each other but they also want to make it. It's like a crab in the barrel type of situation. Everybody's clawing to try and get their way out and like like me I just always kind of been in it for the music. Like I don't really I wasn't like at the time I wasn't ever really like oh like I want to make it big and I got to be the best. I just went on stage and just did what I like to do. And, and people were like, yo, you're really good. And then with the rap scene, it was kind of like people are uh, a little more like, yo, that dude's whack. Uh, it, he, he raps about positivity that we don't want to uh. hear that crap. And like with the metal scene, it was like it really didn't matter about like what you were talking about. Huh. It just kind of mattered on like your performance. Like if you were a good performer, like people would be like they'd respect you. But I feel you like with, look like the part of a front man. You really present as oh, someone yeah, I could yeah. see on Thank the stage. You. For Thank sure. You. Everyone listening obviously can't see that you're a tall drink of water and a denim jacket. <laughs> and Just picture Devin hair. Oliver from But I, I I'm stars. also interested in the juxtaposition between that like hardcore scene and the hip hop. Yeah, it's an interesting Did switch. you feel like you outgrew it in a um, sense? Absolutely not. I scream in my car like That's yesterday. Your, yeah. <laughs> like okay. I, it's just the roots. I grew up on a lot of like uh, metal music. Like my mom just listened to metal music my whole life. I didn't, okay. even, I didn't even listen to rap until I was like maybe like 15 so like your mom's playing metal in the car nobody listened to rap in Love my family it. everybody oh, was yeah, like not, yeah not, not every, metal nah no nobody listened to Tupac nobody showed me Eminem it's just like that's the stuff I heard from my friends and on the radio and then like once I started rapping and stuff and I just like I like flow I like catching rhythms I like catching pockets and just like you know really feeling music and I feel like with rap it's just like like I liked screaming because that was just like you could scream and like you seeing people's faces light up and it's just such a energy and then with rap it's like if you're in a pocket and you're just flowing like water like it just feels like energy it's like the energy is what I feed off of so it's just like either both of them give me that same um feeling but it's just different genres so for to me it's like it's like the same like it really doesn't matter i could play like tech nine he plays like festivals he could play a festival with like kendrick lamar and then the next day play mayhem fest with like screaming bands so that's like me i feel like me i'm like on my way to go play a rap show and i'm listening to like of mice and men or like these like really heavy bands and i'm screaming in the car and people are like yo like what's wrong with you and i'm like nothing i'm i'm good like that's my other side that's just the other side that's just the roots and like that's where a lot of my like um rap influence with like how i rap i feel like sometimes i rap like more aggressive really heavy and like i might sound a little angry but i'm not angry i'm just like it's like I'm a human so I got like a lot of like shit to get off my chest and like when I get on a record and when I get on a beat like that's where I let off that's where I get off so it's just like I'm not angry at nobody usually I'm rapping like positive shit it just sounds angry because of how aggressive I feel how passionate I feel about what I'm saying but the lyrical content then comes from you mm -hmm. um, you know whether it be 
hardcore mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah or all rap. the lyrics i write myself and everything i don't like get no ghostwriters or nothing i think it was really interesting i would have thought you opposite i thought you would have said there was kind of more shit talking happening in the metal scene in the metal the scene. scene so i'm a little I, i'm kind of surprised by that it's like the the hip-hop like it's weird to say hip-hop scene because i feel like i don't really involve myself in like the scene of hip-hop because like if you look around in buffalo like in the hip-hop scene it's like everybody kind of be talking about the same stuff they're all talking about like drugs and like like having sex with girls and like stupid stuff that like i mean i like sex and like i smoke weed and stuff but like i'm not like out here like shooting guns and killing people and stuff so like you can, you can find the positive message yeah you you can't you can't find so, the positive message those are the guys i i, I prefer like, working with marcus guys. lee he got me onto the show that yep. dude is fucking that dude is super positive he's an amazing dude he's an amazing role model like that I, I love that dude and there's a lot of other dudes countless dudes just like that but i feel like the scene itself is more dominated by a lot of the the trap and stuff like that and like you go to one of these shows like you're gonna get a mark lee or a jolly cypher every like 20 shows you get to you might get one or two of them but there's not a lot of like positive rappers they're mostly like flexing and like you know trying to stunt and look cool and got chains and got all these dudes on stage vaping and shit and like i'm like in the corner like just like watching almost like okay smoke machine and it's like and i'm not gonna and because like i listen to a lot of types of music too so those same artists that might be talking about whatever whatever like i could still listen to them but it's like i just don't if i can't really relate to it i don't like to really stay around it too much so the scene itself like the rap scene itself i feel like it's really not like like physically like like when i'm out in the like playing shows and stuff i'm not really in the scene of that too much but like online like i don't know i hear people talk and like i just i just know like some people talk about me in a good light and then other people whenever they're talking about me in a positive or a negative light it's usually like I feel like it's jealousy or it's some sort oh, of sure. like, it's just sort of like they, they see if, I'm, if I'm it, happy. They see I'm positive and they want to like try and bring me down. And it's just like, you oh, can't like, no, no matter what you do in life, someone's going to try and someone. Yeah, it's and just it always the ego. Happen. And, um, Happy and positive Those, is really obnoxious to people who feel yo, hurt. Yeah, what's that, funny that, that's is, a great you know, way to say it. What's Absolutely. funny is because I was just saying that the other day. I was posting something on Snapchat. Like, I always just be posting shit. Like, yo, like, do your best. Have a great day. Make today the best day. And, like, people be, like, like calling that shit corny. And I, like, and I, and I responded. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, nah. And like to me, it's just like, dude, if you want to live your life as like a old fart and be all negative and shit, that's fine with me. But if that's 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 up to you. But like me, I know being positive, being happy, like that shit's a choice. Like you, that's it's not always fucking easy. So like that's something that you have to work on. And like, there's nothing corny or nothing wrong with being like a positive person. And that's what I always try to stick by. Well put. No, I I'm a positive person too. So I can like, tell I, you seem really positive. You seem very happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes it takes some time to find that inner peace, but mm-hmm. it's it's worth the venture to get there. That's a big fact. Absolutely. No, I mean for me, like I I like the party rappers. Like mm-hmm. that. Like for for me, like 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 uh Montel. Like you get into like Montel Jordan <laughs> and like onyx and like onyx is dope onyx is dope 90s that's the stuff like like i like, we gotta cycle back to that yeah yeah like real. i i just i i like when you can go out to a hip-hop show and dance yeah and, and, i'm a dancer so yeah. i like that i definitely so, like, be dancing that shit so too. you might as well dance like like i, I don't want to dance like you know i got are we allowed to dance right now no we're not oh Aww. don't remind me i did a hip-hop show last night and no one knew that going in that that's they had so to hard oh Wait, you have God. to sit at these venues? Hmm. And you just, uh, can you, I heard like you have to put your mask on if you stand up or something. Yep. Uh, you can't promote your shows. What does that mean? You can't advertise. Like if you're at a show, you can't walk up to someone and say like, yo, I have a show coming up. You can, you, you actually could do that, but you can't like advertise on Facebook or make flyers. I think we got to get back to, well, th- could there be handbill dinner invitations? <laughs> well, I think <laughs> honestly the handbills would work. I think we got to go back to like little flyers handbills. and shit. Yeah. yeah. And walking around and saying, here, come to my uh, show. Here, come to my dinner should, party. We, we, can we make like, can we make like eighth size hand? 
like sheets of paper. Usually you do a handbill, you can do it like a quarter. Big I want to go eighth. Like I'm going to go like I want to go prohibition sneaky on yeah. this. Yeah, dude, we should put on f- fucking fortune cookies. You said prohibition sneaky. <laughs> Start putting them in people's kids' meals. <laughs> that, I, I want to advertise using fortune cookies. That's a that's a deal. Like that you open up the fortune cookie and, it's, and it a says, show is in your yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows in your future. Come to Milky's. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good man. That's a good scheme, right? We there. just came on to something. You can get the the the, the, the personally made fortune cookies. We can clap yeah. for that. Thank you. I'll clap for that. All right, um, we're gonna take a quick break, and we are going to play. God knows. That's a good one. I like that one. I'm uh, excited to hear your music. Let everyone else on the podcast listen. Have you heard any of it yet? I've listened to a bit. Okay, word. Any stories about this one you want to tell? God knows. Um, Where it come from? Yeah, I personally feel like I've been like not a religious person my whole entire life, and like I'm not like the closest person to God or like you know whatever people say God is. But like I feel like God recently has been like reaching out to me and like watching over me and stuff. And like I've had a lot of blessings around me lately. Like I just had my first son, and like my father. Congratulations! Reached, thank you very much. And like my father reached out to me for the first time in like ten years, trying to see me. And like I met him, and like it, all this stuff happening around the same time. And then I for my job. I was knocking on doors, like selling people windows, and in the same in the same week, two different people like was like, "Yo, like, can you come in?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And they were like, "Yo, I really strongly feel like the presence of like God around you." And it wasn't even like in the same neighborhood, the same street. It was like two completely like it was like I was in like Orchard Park, and then the other place was like all the way out in like Lewiston. So it's like these people don't know each other, but they both invited me in the house, sat down, and they were like, "Yo, I want to pray for you. I want to like I want to like invite God closer into your life." and like, and then the the one lady was like, "Yo, you remind me of someone from the Bible. You remind me of King David. Like he was a musician and he fought Goliath and all this stuff." And then I go to the next lady's house who invited me in. She goes, "You know who you remind me of?" And I go, "What?" She goes, "King David." And I'm like, "Oh, wow. I'm like, "Yo, it really felt like God was like trying to like talk to me." And like That's I just uncanny. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like a lot of times in life when you don't got nobody, like you like a lot of people don't have their family, a lot of people don't have strong yeah. relationships with their friends, and like you just be feeling really alone. Like I feel like like whatever you want to call God like the universe whatever like they know like they're watching you like someone's up there watching you watching out for you watching your struggle watching you fight watching you like proceed forward and like that's what I remember when I'm going through hard times is that like God knows like I've been climbing my entire life like and I just got to keep on going I love that that story beautiful all right so we're gonna play God knows here on the struggle is real Buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com let's get it You 
can feel it when you near me. I had dreams that one day I could be a voice for those without one. Cassie, you're my prayers. Must have heard me calling out. Cause five years later, grip the mic and people in the crowd just screaming out the lyrics to my songs. It's like they found some kind of outlet for their pain. That's the reason that I started. Inspired by some artists and the shit that they were saying. Then I found out nothing made me feel the same way that these bars did. Ironically, them bars I wrote, they broke me out of cages. We were stuck at the fucking bottom and both went back and changed the gods. Saw me fighting back to my situation. He changed it. Paved the way to make this music and put me up on these stages. I can't gave it to make it a story. My life is like a story. Only God knows. I've been climbing all the And we're back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was God Knows by Jalee Cipher. I keep pronouncing it. Like, like, I keep pronouncing that A bit just a little different every time. I How do you pronounce it? I, like, Jalee? Yeah. Jolly. Either way. Either okay, way is fine. perfect. Either way. Wait a minute, because it comes down from the spelling of your name. That That's your... Name? Given name? Mm-mm. My government name is Justin. There's another Justin, kid. this there's, is important for me. There's a so, kid in Buffalo named Justin Smith. That's my name, Justin Why Smith. is our stage name? Just, Jolly? Yeah. Um. So when I was Justin Smith, like when I was rapping, my friends always called me Smitty and like my rap name was Smitty for the longest time. And like, that's just like, dude, there's so many Smitties and everywhere. Like, that's just sound, that sounds like the whitest rap Yeah. Name and like, I, I don't know. Of. I don't, I don't really, I, I consider myself a little cultured. So I was just like, I got to have something that represents me more than just Smitty. So I went on uh, baby names to look up the meaning of names and I just started with J. I just hit J and was looking through all the names that start with J and what they mean and I saw Jali. It's pronounced Jali. It's I'm pretty sure it's it's Swahili and it stands for powerful. And then cipher is in rap a cypher is basically like when dudes be in a circle just rapping freestyling and like and then the english meaning of cypher to decipher something is to decode something but cypher is a coded message so jolly cypher when you put them together is a powerful Powerful message. message Yeah, I saw that on. I saw the. I kept seeing the words "powerful message" when I looked your stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I, I was That's what that means. That That's is, where that all stems I love from. That. So, t- talk about your message a little bit. Like, like, so you're talking about positivity. Is there mm-hmm. anything in particular that you're trying to preach that you're positive about? What I try to say through my music is basically just like fuck what anybody says about you just be you just be you be yourself Uh, you don't have to be a rapper you don't have to be like a musician just be yourself like at the end of the day like you got one life to live and like there's gonna be millions of people who are gonna tell you otherwise and tell you that like you can't do something or like they're gonna look at it from their perspective but at the end of the day like you are the only person in your shoes living your life so you gotta just do what you gotta do to make you happy whether it's like take a chance take a risk go for that job to try and chase a dream like that's like I love that and I mean I'm gonna die one day I could die leaving this building right now so I'd rather die leaving this building knowing that I was like doing something for me doing something happy for me and then like when I die like I'm still alive through all the people that I influenced and all those people who are still here they're gonna be like yo like what would he do like will he will he back out of that or will he go for it and they're like nah he'd go for that shit so I'm gonna have to go for it because he's not here to go for it so I gotta go for it and as an example as a new father I'm sure there's a lot more in that legacy when I, memory of positivity yeah Absolutely. when I when I think about my dreams and stuff like they're huge dreams like the fact that I want to be like a rapper and like be famous I don't want to be famous but I want to make a career out of it and that kind of comes with fame that shit's scary I don't like a lot of attention I don't like people like asking for my autograph and shit like I I do sometimes but I don't like people like like you know I don't want people running up to me in Whole Foods being like let me get a picture like it'll make me happy but at the same time I want to still be a normal person I want to be treated like a human being I want people to put me on a pedestal and be like I smoke weed but Jolly Cypher Jolly Cypher 
he smokes weed oh my god what a disgrace it's just like nah like i'm a human being so like treat me like one like i and this is like that's that's scary to me but at or, the same, or, or we can just realize that smoking pot is not a disgrace it's not a no disgrace it's so. not a disgrace but other things <laughs> so, like i don't know like swearing or like my, no, my perspective you. on po- politics or some shit like it, people are gonna be like blowing me up but my whole point is now that i have a son and shit like he's gonna like He's going to start growing up and realizing, like, what I'm doing. He's going to be like, okay, like, he's not trying to be a freaking window salesman. He's not trying to be a plumber. Like, my dad's trying to be, like, changing the world. Like, my dad's trying to do something, like, bigger than anybody I know. And, like, me being that person, it's just like, okay, well, like... I have to be who I am even more now because he's going to watch me growing up and he's going to be like watching me chase that dream. And if I don't chase that dream and I give up on a dream, what kind of example is am I setting for my son? Like I want when I'm gone, I want my son to think that he has no limits. Like I don't want him to be like, that's too big of a dream. Like Nah, and the biggest dreams are the scariest ones. But some of the biggest and best gifts in life are on the other side of terror. And like you got to just push through that. So that's why I do what I do makes me feel alive i guess you know you should look up buddhism buddhism, buddhism. my girlfriend she you sound that a there's bit. no you know that that the that, eightfold path it's kind of actually similar to my belief system a lot of what mm-hmm. you're saying and that actually drew me into buddhism mm-hmm. and like i found my kind of my smooth out there yeah that's so. what's up absolutely um so uh we're gonna play a game yeah let's get it all right I like this games. game is called rick james brown rick james brown <laughs> I'm going to give you a quote, and you have to tell me if it's Rick James or James Brown. And I'm not going to be good at this. Don't worry. No one... People typically aren't good at these. It's just a lot of guessing. Okay. All right. If you get six right, I have a prize somewhere. I don't know what it is yet. I may not until after you leave, but there is a prize. Okay. (laughs) All right. First one. After I saw Kiss on stage, I wanted my show to look like the 4th of July. Rick James or James Brown? Mm, I was going to say Rick James. That is correct. Nice. Thank you, Cassidy. That was good timing. (laughs) She's ready for that. Oh, yeah. All right. The one thing that can solve most of our problems is dancing. James Brown. Yes. I'm I'm starting to worry this one's too easy. All right. I actually, I had to go through and change all of them because like every James Brown quote I said had God mentioned and every I was Rick gonna James say, one did. And I'm Rick like, James is going to be more of a party type dude. So when you said fireworks, I was like, Rick James. All right. If I, if anything, I consider myself nonviolent. I'm from the hippie era. Peace, love, groovy. Rick James. Correct. He was nervous. He's batting a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All right, I got a wife who likes expensive things, so she takes all the cash. <laughs> Rick James? That is James Brown. Ah. All right, this might be my favorite one of the, all of these. I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Rick James. That is James Brown. Oh, man. Right? That, that's a good one, because that, that, that definitely it sounds like off. Rick James. Yeah. You can't have rock and roll without drugs. You can't have rock and roll without sex. Rick James. Yes. I don't have aluminum foil on my windows anymore. <laughs> James Brown? That is Rick James. That's Rick James. That is some crazy ass shit. <laughs> I think my friend's grandma had sex with Rick James. Whoa. My mom uh, bought a plot in the same cemetery, so she's going to be a little ways down from Rick James. Ooh, that's pretty cool. We should have her on the show and interview her about sex with Rick James. Damn. That might be a different podcast. Strange <laughs> world. All right. I'm trying to change the root of funk, trying to make it more progressive, more melodic, and more lyrically structured. James Brown. That is Rick James. Damn, dude. You, right. you jinxed me. Yeah. Yeah, I think gonna... I might have. I'm sorry. All right. It's okay. If you, if you get the last two right, you're going to win. I'm going to win. I, won. <laughs> I already lost. Don't jinx him. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Hair is the first thing and teeth the second. Hair and teeth. A man got those two things. He's got it all. James Brown? Correct. All right. It's all on this. He's got it. He's got it. (laughs) The white horse of heroin will ride you to hell. Rick James? No, that was James Brown. Oh. I don't know. Five for five. You don't win, but we do have it's a pr- okay. we do have a going away prize for you. Hold on one second. <laughs> Word. Don't get too excited. <laughs> what is it? 
I don't know, but I don't know. I gotta go check. Said, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I didn't get the prize. Bag of bad prizes. <laughs> All right, Jolly, for only getting five out of five. I mean, for the amazing job of getting five out of... Super job. Let's five out of, like, what, 20? Wait, they're gone. Huh. Is it an piece. empty bag? <laughs> oh, here we go. You get a paper bag. Here is uh, two bags of dollar store mothballs. Yay! What are mothballs? It kills moths? What, what do mothballs actually do? Well, because do? moths do eat holes through clothing if you have them stored in closets. Sometimes old ladies... I see, and you know what? When I was younger, the only thing that I ever asked for was mothballs for Christmas, and, like, yeah. I never got them. So I this just is got, the, Oh, perfect, then. They gave me clothes, candy, and money purpose. and stuff. That's yeah, that's what I was hoping for. I, I was think hoping. it's a message from God above. That's what I could have said. That's what I, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> When God knows I wanted mothballs. When your new single mothballs drops, I got <laughs> credit on that. That would uh, definitely be a trap song, though. <laughs> that would definitely be a trap song. Uh, so we're going to play another song of yours. We are going to play Stop, Listen, and Learn. Word, that's a good one. I like that one. Excellent. Anything you want to tell us about this one going in? Yeah, yo, when I went to... I went... Oh my gosh, man. Take risks. If you're listening to this right now, whatever you want to do, take a fucking risk. Absolutely. I was sitting in my bedroom at like 3 a.m. And my boy was like, yo, there's this competition, like whatever, in, in New York City. And I entered the competition at like 3 a.m. I was like, yo, we should do this. A couple months later, I went to New York City and I had this song I was sitting on, Stop, Listen, and Learn. And I wanted to shoot a video for it. So I told my videographer, I was like, yo, I'll pay for the hotel if you come with me and shoot this video. We ended up going down there and we spent like three days there and we shot this video while I was down there for the competition. I won first place in the competition. Wow. So like inside of the music video for Stop, Listen, and Learn is me and my boys like at the competition and like the whole fucking crowd was just going that's nuts. amazing it was yeah. dude it was so dope so that stop listen and learn song that to me is like a personal like masterpiece like even though it's just like a normal song to other people to me it always will hold like a special place in my heart dude that's awesome mm -hmm. all right well here is stop listen and learn on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com
And that was Stop, Listen, and Learn by Jolly Cypher here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com. So uh, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I think we're going to have Maddie Roberts from legendary Buffalo hardcore band Buried Alive on our next episode. Uh, I'm super excited. He's probably got some crazy stories to talk about. And... Um, yeah, check out westernnewyorkmusic.com. We've got tons of reviews, interviews, other podcasts, including the songwriter Speakeasy, where Jonathan Wisniewski gets uh, local musicians drunk and talks to them about the creative process. <laughs> that sounds dope. It is. It's super fun. So, And if, uh, if people are looking for volunteer opportunities or internships or ways to get into the Buffalo music scene, you can always contact us. It is sirwilliamidle at gmail.com. Reach out. We're always happy to help. And uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a song. Um, you know, let's get into some politics here at the end. Uh, this is uh, a band called Adam and the Insults. Um, it's run by a guy named uh, Mark Warner Hunt, who's a local musician. Uh, for th- this Adam and the Insults project, he works with a lot of different musicians. Uh, on this track in particular, he worked with uh, Maria Sebastian, and it has this great uh, 90s kind of like Letters to Cleo kind of feel to it, and I, I, I really like the song a lot. And if you go on uh, YouTube.com, they've got a great music video for it too fully animated and all that stuff so uh that is all folks so we will see you on october 1st with our next episode as we will also be uh we're going to celebrate our three-year anniversary that's a long fucking time first yeah that's the anniversary day yeah three years that you started this show yeah that's fucking awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Anybody listening to this right now, if you've never heard of this podcast and you're just joining in and you want to like like get involved, like definitely hit my man up. Start watching, subscribe to the YouTube channel and everything. This is like a super Aww. dope platform that you have here. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, and thanks for coming on. We appreciate you being here. Um, I'd ask you if you're playing anywhere, but I don't think you are. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, we'll get there soon enough. Just, folks, keep wearing your masks. We want to all get better. We all want to get back out to doing things. We don't want any more stuff shut down. So just try and be your best and recognize that everyone out there is struggling. So um, try and be kind to everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. And here is Liar Liar by Adam and the Insults to play off. Keep on struggling. (laughs) 